You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Leave the life-giving word every Sunday at 6 p.m. Central African time. You can also catch us every week from Wednesday to Friday at 4 p.m. In over 200 countries with over 70,000 viewers per minute, we are taking territories and reaching out to the nations. Wherever you are, we'd love you to be part of it. SOTV, global stream casting for kingdom advancement. Hello, you're welcome again to our broadcast, Taking Territories. We are really taking territories in the spirit. And I believe that God is working in your life through this broadcast. Uh, today I'm excited to bring you the Word of God and I titled this message, The Ministry of Fatherhood. Okay, Today is celebrated as Father's Day um, in many countries. And uh, so I just, I just thought it would be great just to, to bring to you some teaching and some understanding about the ministry of fatherhood. I call it a ministry. Uh, why do I call it a ministry? Because there is something about God. If you understand this ministry, you'll know how to walk and enjoy certain aspects of God. There are things about God that are only revealed um, through his fatherhood. And so if you don't understand that, you cannot walk in those things. You cannot enjoy those blessings. You cannot enjoy the benefits of God manifesting himself that way. And uh, uh, being, uh, being Father's Day as well, um, we know that most of the time, I mean, most people, uh, those of you that have your biological fathers, uh, you, 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 you probably would reach out to them, you would have reached out to them to just appreciate them, to honor them in one way or the other. And that is great, but I want to, I want to share with you some critical um, critical understanding from the Word of God. Um, and I believe that this is vital, especially in these last days that we live, you know, in these last days. One of the things that God said about, um, if you notice the way the Old Testament ends, the Old Testament ends with a statement, a verse that um, God says that he is going to um, uh, turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, the hearts of the children to the fathers, lest he comes to smite the earth with a curse. Can you imagine? And that's, that's how the Old Testament ends, on that note. And so, uh, because of the absence of fathers or the role of fathers, the earth can suffer. The earth can suffer a great consequence of the absence of fathers. And that helps us to understand why we are in such a turmoil on the earth. Why? Because um, this ministry of fatherhood is conspicuously absent in many societies. But we are praying. And tonight we're going to pray after this word. And let's trust God for the ministry of fatherhood to be fully restored be fully restored. There are many things God is restoring to the body of Christ. There are many truths that have been lost. There are many revelations and, and foundational uh, building blocks uh, that, that have been lost and God has been progressively restoring different things to the body of Christ. And, 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 and one of the things that needs to be restored is the ministry of fatherhood. Okay, 
the ministry of fatherhood. The word father means it's, it's from the it's from the Hebrew word Ab, which means this, that's that's a short form for Abba, uh, and uh, it, it it means origin. Okay, it simply means origin. Uh, it it it's speaking of source, the source of a thing. All right, it's um, so a father is an originator. A father is a source. Okay, it also means um, uh, a upholder. It also means ruler. Yes, so these these all go with the ministry of fatherhood, and in the in the Greek is called is from the word pater, which means nourisher. It means nourisher. It also means protector and upholder and progeny, uh, progeny, progenitor. Sorry, progenitor. Yes. So um, it's important for us to understand that these aspects are vital. Um, they are vital roles that a father is supposed to play. Many times when you hear of father, we only think in the biological sense. And that's fine. That's a, a major a need for that. There are too many fatherless children. There, there's too much uh, absenteeism in the home of fathers. And uh, we're praying and trusting God that this is going to change. As, as we begin to pray for a revival and a restoration of the ministry of fatherhood. Alright. So, uh, to begin with, uh, I want to introduce to you the ultimate father. Alright. The ultimate father. Who is the ultimate father? God himself. Jesus introduced him to us as the father. Okay, as our father, even when he taught us to pray, he says, we should pray and say, Our father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, that will be done on earth, and so on. So you see there that Jesus introduces us to God as father. There are some religions that struggle with the fact that we call God father. Why should you call the creator father? When he did not give birth to you biologically. Yeah, but Jesus helps us to see that uh, God is our father. So he's the ultimate father. And, and uh, we want him to manifest himself as the ultimate father. And I pray that all the fathers listening to me would receive, receive an impartation from the ultimate father himself so that they can begin to play their role as fathers. Okay. And let me say this, let me put this um, uh, at, at, at this point that um, a father... Uh, God as a father, he's the ultimate father, he's the perfect father, alright? So there is no father on earth that is perfect. So what God did is that he has released, he has distributed himself in the fathers on the earth to, so that they can manifest certain aspects of his fatherhood to their families and to their communities and so on. So it's a, it's, it's a very important role. It's a very important calling.
It is a calling. It is an office. And it is a ministry. It is a ministry. So many people just want to, they just want a biological, they just want a biological aspect of it. And that, is, that has, yeah, that is okay. But let me tell you, when you study the scriptures, you will be amazed at the level of power and authority, the level of investment God has made in this office of the Father. In this office of the Father. And uh, so, not only is God um, a Father, I want you to know that Satan is also a Father. Did you know that? Yeah. Satan is also a Father. And um, he's also a Father. And Jesus told us in John chapter, uh, John chapter 8, verse 44, Jesus was speaking there. Uh, to Pharisees and he says to them that you are of your father the devil can you imagine that so these guys these guys these are people these are church people he's talking to he's talking to church people and he calls them children of the devil how can you be in church and then be a child of Satan how can Satan be your father when you are in church well that was the case and obviously we know that jesus jesus was perfect so he was not lying neither was he speaking out of hate or whatever he didn't have hatred in his heart towards them but he was rebuking them and he was trying to help them to see that satan is a father as well. In other words, Satan is the originator. He's the father of lies. The Jesus called him the father of all lies. And he's a murderer. He's the father of murder. He's, he, he was a murderer from the beginning. So he's the originator of death. He's the originator of murder. He's the originator of lies. He's the father of all lies. When he speaks lies, he's Speaking his own language is a language that he originated. So Satan is still operating today as a father. And many people don't see that aspect of him. But Satan has been able to masterfully um, uh, uh, observe God. And he has taken from that aspect of God. And he is busy working. Working and he is fulfilling the ministry of fatherhood. In his own negative way. And guess what? He's raising many fathers. Satan is raising many fathers in society today. People, uh, people who are carrying his nature. He's the originator of certain things. He is the ruler. He's a ruler of darkness. Alright? He's the father of darkness. He is the father of lies. He's the father of death. He is the father of sin. Can you see? So, uh, as a father, there is some authority he carries. There is some authority he carries. There is, there are certain manifestations that follow him just by being a father of all lies. And so, as a father of all lies, do you know that Satan does not even need to tell you an outright lie to deceive you. He just needs to take some truth and mix it with 
his fatherhood. And before you know it, that truth that he gets becomes deception. Amazing. But, but there is tremendous investment in the, in, the, in the ministry of fatherhood and the office of the father. And it works in the positive as well as the negative. So God, the ultimate father, Jesus calls him, uh, or rather Paul, the writer of Hebrews in Hebrews chapter 12. Uh, chapter 12 of Hebrews verse, 12, verse 9, he says, We are subject to our earthly fathers who discipline us. How much more should we be subject to the father of spirits? Okay, how much more should we be, 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 be obedient to the father of spirits? Who is the father of spirits? God. So God is the source. He is the origin of spirits. And so when we talk about the ministry of fatherhood, that means there are certain things. Listen, if you are a father, all right, if you are a father... Yeah, biologically, there are things that you will originate, okay? There are things that you will originate like you're you, you a father because you, you, uh, you're able to make a woman conceive and, uh, and so on. Biologically, yes, you are a father in that sense. But you know that there's also a spiritual sense of fatherhood? Yes, there is, there is. So... For example, the Pharisees, the Pharisees, one of the things they were boasting about was the fact that they were descendants of Abraham. They were children of Abraham. And, and Jesus is telling them, yes, you might be the, the biological children of Abraham, but you are the spiritual children of Satan. And that's why you are behaving the way you are behaving. You are carrying his DNA. Jesus did a DNA test. He did a DNA test and he came out with the conclusion who their father is and their father was Satan. Their father was Satan. Even though they are in church clapping, singing, jumping, whatever. <laughs> Memorizing scriptures and all of that. They knew the law from back to front. But the DNA test shows that God is not their father. But that Satan is their father. So, in other words, Satan did not conceive them naturally. But he conceived something in them spiritually. And that thing has grown and is now beginning to manifest, beginning to show. And that is serious. That is really serious. So... Don't be caught up just on the biological aspect of fatherhood. I see some people today, uh, they just hung up on that. That's, there is a place for that, but it goes beyond that. Listen to me. You are, you are you're some, a, a child might not be yours biologically, but you can play a role in that child's life. A father role in that child's life and help to give that child definition, help to give that child identity, help to build. You know, that's, that's one of the things that fathers do. Fathers give security. They bring identity. They bring definition. Hallelujah. So, those things are, are, are given to fathers. And that's why if you're a father, you have a daughter, and you've never told your daughter she's beautiful, when somebody down the road tells her she's beautiful, she falls for that because she's never heard it from home. You better start appreciating your daughter. Just speak 
um, beauty because your words carry so much weight. And that's why you need to be careful how you speak. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, I'm telling you something that the Father is so, um, is, he's so happy to share the ministry of fatherhood with you. If you are a man and you are a father, God is so happy to share the ministry of fatherhood with you. Yes, that's what it's happening. All right. So God is the ultimate father and he wants us to take our example from him. You might be a boy now, but one day you will become a father. So start learning to know God. You need to know God so that you can be like your father. Because if you don't know God, you will end up taking a different father. And that is Satan. Satan is a father. He's a father as well. All right. So, and Satan is not only a father of all the evil that we see today. Satan seeks to distort, to distort the image of the father. And that's why there is so much fatherlessness in society today. It is Satan's work that has produced this. It's Satan's work that has produced this. So that, uh, you'll find out that um, if you go to prison, I used to, I used to do prison ministry uh, years ago. Many times. And when you go to prison, you find that most of the prisoners, when you talk to them about their fathers, I mean, I, I, mean, I talk to some of those guys in tears when they talk. When you ask about their fathers, you see tears in their eyes. Why? They don't have anything good to say. Why? The father has either, he either abandoned them or, you know, something went wrong. Or he was never there. So, and that leaves a place in their hearts that Satan exploits. And he uses that to, to, to generate and to make that person into a kind of person that God never ordained for him to be. So Satan now comes and gives birth to things in people. Alright? So, the ministry of fatherhood is vital. The ministry of fatherhood is important. And uh, I want to read a scripture... Uh, I want to read a scripture from the book of Matthew, chapter 23. In Matthew 23, Jesus made a statement here. Um, all right. Let me read from verse, from verse 1, actually. Then Jesus spoke to the multitudes and to his disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. Therefore, whatever they tell you to observe, that you observe and do but do not do according to their works for they say and do not do for they bind heavy burdens hard to bear and lay them on men's shoulders but they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers but all their works they do to be seen by men. They make their phylacteries broad and enlarge the borders of their garments. They love the best places at feasts, the best seats in synagogues, 
greetings in the marketplaces and to be called by men, Rabbi, Rabbi. But you do not be called Rabbi, for one is your teacher, the Christ, and you are all brethren. Do not call anyone on earth your father, for one is your father, he who is in heaven. And do not be called teachers, for one is your teacher, the Christ. Let me stop there. Now, this is a scripture that many people have used to say, don't call anybody father. Um, I know there's been a lot of abuse, spiritual father, and all of that. This is my spiritual father, and so on. And people use this scripture to say, don't call anybody a spiritual, uh, any, anybody that's not your biological father, don't call them father. Um, you know, I think, I think it's taking it a bit out of context here, because... Um, look at the context. Jesus is condemning the hypocrisy of the Pharisees. Okay, That's the context in which he made this statement. He's condemning the hypocrisy of those guys. These guys, they love the best seats in the marketplace. They love to be seen. They love to be, to be acknowledged by people. And, um, and these people, when they walk around, they like to be called teacher. And Jesus even says, don't let anyone call, don't call anyone teacher. But we call people teacher today. What? Yeah, he says, you have one teacher, and that's Christ. In other words, Jesus said, I am your teacher. I'm the true rabbi. I'm the ultimate rabbi. All right? So, you're, you're, don't, don't be swept away by the hypocrisy of these guys. That's what Jesus was saying. He was saying, don't be swept away by their hypocrisy. And then he says, don't also call them father. They like to take the seat of Moses. They don't have the kind of heart that Moses had. They don't have the kind of relationship with God's people that Moses had. Neither do they even have the kind of relationship with God that Moses had. They just like his seat because of the authority that is on that seat. And then they use that to oppress people and to put weight on them, to put burdens on them that even they cannot with a finger lift any of those things, yet they place it upon the people. So Jesus is saying to them, these guys are actually not your spiritual fathers because fathers don't have that kind of heart. Fathers don't have a, a heart to place burdens on their children that the children cannot bear. So fathers don't behave like that. So Jesus is saying, these guys are not your fathers. Don't call any of them your father because you have one father in heaven. That's what Jesus was, was, uh, that's what Jesus was talking about. But I see people today, everyone is saying, no, don't call anybody father and all of that. Yeah. Jesus could not, let me put it this way. Jesus cannot contradict the scriptures. So, and Jesus is saying, don't call anyone father. You, you have only one father in heaven, right? And then you see, you remember when, when God, when the Lord appeared to Moses in, uh, in Exodus, in Exodus chapter 3, when the Lord appeared to Moses, how did the Lord, uh, um, how did he even introduce himself to Moses? Let me read that for you. In Exodus chapter 3. Chapter 3, verse 6, Exodus 3, 6. Um, he says, and he said to him, 
This was when Moses had the burning bush experience. You remember that, all right? He says, and he said to him, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face. He was afraid to look at God. So God now, God appears to Moses and then uh, in, the, in the burning bush and, and Moses stops and then he hears the voice and God says, I am the God of your father. All right? The God of Abraham, the God of Israel, the God of Jacob, huh? God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. So would Jesus, would Jesus now say, don't call anyone father, right? If God himself calls Abraham father and he calls Isaac father and he calls Jacob father, would God do that? I mean, would Jesus contradict that? No. So that means Jesus is saying something that uh, we, have not fully, uh, we have not fully understood. And uh, I also read in chapter 4, just before we go on break, I read chapter 4, uh, verse 5. It says here, uh, okay, this was when Moses, when God was asking Moses to go, to go and tell the people that he has had a visitation from God and all of that, and verse Verse, uh, verse 5, he says, uh, verse 4, he says, But the Lord said to Moses, Put your hand and catch it by the tail. This was the serpent. So that he put, put out his hand and caught it, and it became a staff in his hand. That they might believe that the Lord, the God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob has appeared to you. So God was saying to him, listen, demonstrate this sign before the elders of Israel. Demonstrate this sign. And then, when they see it, they, they will believe that the God of their fathers has appeared to you. Alright? So, there's nothing wrong with having a spiritual father, although there's an abuse. Just like there's nothing wrong with marriage, but some people have abused the institution of marriage. There's nothing wrong with ministry, but some people have abused ministry. Do you get my point? All right, so we'll go on a break. I'll come back, and I'm going to share with you more powerful things about the ministry of fatherhood and how it can impact your life and transform your life. And it can also change our society. All right. Yes, you're welcome back. And... Um, we're talking about the ministry of fatherhood. Today is a day that we dedicate to celebrating fathers um, uh, around in many nations. And uh, so, but I'm using this as an opportunity to bring to you um, an understanding of the scriptures, especially with the, with the, um, in terms of fatherhood, okay, the ministry of fatherhood and linking it to God and then also to man. How... Um, God is the ultimate father. Uh, Satan is also a father, you know. And then we have fathers on the earth. We have biological fathers on the earth. But then we have spiritual fathers also on the earth. Although there's been a lot of controversy about spiritual um, fathering and so on. 
Uh, but the balance, there is a balance there. Um, and, and, and it's important that we, uh, we seek to understand uh, what Jesus meant when he said, don't call any man father. The context of that was that Jesus was uh, exposing the hypocrisy of, of the scribes and the Pharisees because Jesus was not violating. He was not violating the, um, the, uh, the scriptures when God talks about fathers. You know, he is the God of um, their fathers. When he appeared to Moses, he, he introduced himself as the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. And you remember also when Elijah was being taken up, when Elijah was take, being taken up um, to heaven, what did Elisha say? My father, my father. Why did he say that? Who was he calling? Was he calling on God or was he, call, uh, was he calling on Abraham or was he calling on, on Elijah or was he calling on, um, on God? My father, my father, the chariots of Israel and the horsemen thereof. So there, that was the last opportunity that he had to call Elijah his father. Why? Because Elijah was his spiritual father. Elijah was not his biological father. We know that. All right? But he was his, his spiritual father. And uh, there are powers that the ministry of fatherhood carries. There are powers that fathers carry. And um, uh, if, if, if we don't understand that, then we cannot unlock those powers. We cannot unlock those powers. So, and that's why I'm explaining this, so that, so that we can benefit from the ministry of fatherhood, okay? Yes. So, don't be distracted by the abuses here and there. Don't be distracted by, by uh, some of the noise out there. Go into the scriptures for yourself. Go study the scriptures and you see what I'm saying. And, uh, what I'm saying is the truth, yes, concerning this matter. So we have biological fatherhood, but we have spiritual fatherhood. Okay? We have spiritual fatherhood. Do you know that when God called Abraham, one of the things that God, God's plan for Abraham, first of all, God says, I will bless you, okay? And then he says, I will, I will make you a blessing, right? And then God also said to him that your descendants, I'm going to bless every family through you, all right? And so God was going to now use Abraham to start a family through which he will start a nation, through which he's now going to, um, uh, he, 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 he started a family, and through that family start a nation, and through that nation have tribes, and through that tri those tribes, one of the tribes will be a tribe whereby he is going to now bring the Messiah, who is now going to be a blessing to all the world. So God's plan was not only for Abraham to be a biological father. Yes, although God was going to start in the natural, but God's ultimate was going to end up spiritual. Okay, God's ultimate plan is to end up spiritual, starting biologically, natural, and then end up in the spirit. So Abraham's journey was going to start as a, as a biological father and then end up as spiritual father. And we see that fulfilled and uh, too many scriptures support um, 
this thought I'm sharing with you. So let's look at Genesis chapter 17. Let's look at Genesis chapter 17. And in Genesis chapter 17, it says, uh, I read from verse 1, When Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said to him, I am almighty God, walk before me and be blameless. And I will make my covenant between me and you and will multiply you exceedingly. And Abraham fell on his face and talked, uh, talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with you, and you shall be a father of many nations. Okay, let me pause there. You are going to be a father of many what? Nations. How can one man be a father of many nations? What is God talking about? Yeah, so God says, you'll be a father of many nations. He says, no longer shall your name be called Abraham, but your name shall be Abraham, for I have made you a father of many nations. And will make you exceedingly fruitful. And I will make nations of you. And kings shall come from you. And I will establish my covenant between me and you. Your and your descendants in their generations. For an everlasting covenant to be God to you. And your descendants after you. Alright. So God's plan was this. Abraham, I'm going to bless you. Now you're struggling to have a child. Don't worry, Abraham. I'm going to visit you. I'm going to bless you. You're going to have a son. And through that son, you're going to have many other children. And through them, you're going to have nations will come out of you. In other words, he says you'll be a father of many nations. Remember what we said about fatherhood, the origin. You know, you are going to be the origin of many nations. You are going to be the source of many nations. Hallelujah. You are going to be the progenitor of many nations. That's what God was saying to him. Alright? And so it could not have been in a biological sense only. It's a spiritual sense. How do I know that? We see that in the book of Galatians. That now you and I, through Christ... Have become the seed of Abraham. We have become the descendants of Abraham. So is Abraham your natural father? No he's not. He is your spiritual father. So there are certain things. Through the ministry of fatherhood. And that's why even when you go to heaven. One of the first people you will meet is Abraham. He's going to welcome you. Welcome my child. Why? Because you are one of his. It's the ministry of fatherhood. Okay. So it's an honor, it's a great privilege. If God has made you a father, I want you to see that it is a great honor and a great privilege. And it is, it is, it is something that should not be taken for granted. You are not perfect, yes, none of us is. But I want you to understand the privilege that God has given to you. And those of you out there who are watching, listening to me, I want you to also understand this so that you know how to pray for your fathers. Know how to pray for the fathers in your life because it's important that we get this right. And we're gonna, we need to believe God for the ministry of fatherhood to be fully restored in this time. So that our societies, a lot of vices that we see in society today are due to the absence of the ministry of fatherhood. 
Many people in prison today would not be in prison if they had experienced a true ministry of fatherhood. All right? So, let's understand that. All right? So, what are some of the powers? Um, uh, what are some of the powers that go with this ministry of fatherhood? I'm going to share a few points with you. Right? Number one, remember, a father is a progenitor. A father is a origin is a source, okay? So, in other words, even life begins with the father. There is an aspect of God. God has invested. If somebody is a father, whoever it is, there is an investment of God in you, okay? There is an aspect of God in you that you are able to unlock in the life of your children. So, a father is a source of life. A father is a source of life. And I want you to also understand, I, also, I want you to also understand that fathers, yes, not only are they the source of life, fathers are also a source of blessing. A father is a source of life. Just like a father can be a source of death. We've seen that through Adam. Death came into us. Be, you know, Adam was the one that opened the, 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 the whole humanity to death. So that's the power of a father. If a father lets the wrong spirit into the home, you're gone. Yeah, it will take the mercy of God. All right. So as a father, you need to be watchful. Keep watch over your household. Just like Job watched over his household. Sacrificing all the time for his children to cover them. That's part of the ministry of fatherhood. As a father, I pray for my family every single day. I pray for all those under my fatherhood. Both natural and spiritual. I pray for them on a daily basis. Why? Because I understand this thing. It's important. So there are things that Satan will find hard to do to them because we're praying. Obviously, they still have their will and they can make some wrong choices. But I'm telling you, as a father, make sure that you play your part in terms of protecting them. So a father can bless. A father also protects. Father gives life. He's a source of life. He's also a source of blessing. If you, if you want to understand that, go read Genesis chapter 49. You see there when Jacob called his sons and he began to tell them what their life will become at the end. And he began to bless them. All right. So when a father speaks, God just records it. It's settled. All right. So, and uh, a father is also the one that is able to release an inheritance. Now, not everybody. Paul says you have, you may have 10,000 instructors, but you have not many fathers. In, instructors cannot give you an inheritance. Only a father can give you an inheritance. So when the enemy is attacking fatherhood, he's attacking your inheritance. He's attacking your ability to link up with inheritance. And you know an inheritance is something you did not work for. 
In other words, if a father can break into certain things, he can now transfer some of that to you. That's incredible. A father can also be a source of a curse. Fathers can curse. And I don't encourage any father to curse anybody or any child. But they do. And you see that in the life of Noah. He, he cursed Canaan. You know, when Ham came and, you know, just made a mockery of him while he was in a state of stupor. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and God honored it. Can you imagine that? He says, curse be Canaan. You're going to be a servant to your brothers. Please, fathers, don't curse your children. Don't, don't. But that is one of the powers of the office or the ministry of fatherhood. But then a father should also be a source of benevolence. James 1.17 tells us, God, you know, every good and perfect gift is from above, from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variableness, no shadow of turning. So what is, is, what is he saying? A father is a, is a source of benevolence. God, the ultimate father, is the giver of every good and perfect gift. And so fathers also should be able to give good gifts to their children. Jesus even said it. If you, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more your heavenly Father to give the Holy Spirit to them that ask. So the ministry of fatherhood is a ministry of giving. The ministry of fatherhood is a ministry of benevolence. The ministry of fatherhood is a ministry of blessing. The ministry of fatherhood is the ministry of releasing inheritances. Amazing. Glory to God. Our time is gone. But I want to say this. That it's important for us. I want us to pray for our society today. The enemy has been spreading his influence. His fatherhood all over the nations. You know, destroying our communities. Introducing his own DNA into our, into our society. And that's the cause of the pain we are seeing today. It's because of Satan imposing himself as the father. As a father in our society. A father of lies. He's the father of the violence. He's the father of the abuse. He's the father of femicide. He's the father of racism. He's the father of all these things. And we want to arrest that right now. Father, I just thank you. I take authority right now. I take authority as a king and as a priest in your kingdom. I arrest every satanic move. Every satanic fatherhood. In the name of Jesus. We break that right now. In the name of Jesus. We break that. Thank you, Lord my God. I give you glory and I give you praise. Father, I ask that you begin to raise. Raise true fathers in society. Raise true fathers in our community. Restore the ministry of fatherhood again. Again, in the name of Jesus. Move upon the men, Lord God. And let the spirit of fatherhood begin to come upon them. Right now. Breathe over our nations. Breathe over our homes. Breathe over our communities, oh God, and let there be a restoration. Let there be a realignment and cause the fathers, our fathers, to begin to look up to you, to begin to align with you as the one and only father 
the true source of every good and perfect gift, the true source of life, the father of spirits. You're the father of spirits. I ask that we would link up with you. Just like Jesus said, I do nothing except that which I see my father do, that we will start looking up to you. Thank you, Father. I give you praise in the name of Jesus. Now, I want to pray for you. If you are listening to me and you have not given your life to Jesus, I want to pray for you. I want to pray that you will know him as Father. You will know him as Father. Do you know that if you don't have Jesus, only Jesus can take you to the Father. Only Jesus can help you to experience the fatherhood of God. So you need to receive Jesus into your heart. So I'm going to pray with you right now. If you want to do that, just repeat this after me. Say, dear God, I thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. I believe in my heart that Jesus is Lord. Save me, wash me, cleanse me from all my sin, and receive me. The Bible says, as many as receive you, Jesus, you give the right to become the sons of God. I receive you right now. Come into my heart and change me. Thank you, Lord. Amen. All right. God bless you. Thank you so much. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, please write us. Send us a message and we would like to be in touch with you. Uh, and also, I want to encourage you to keep telling people about this broadcast and share this message with someone. God bless you. Amen. Join Pastor Eric Baptel of Every Nation Midrand now on SOTV. Experience the presence of God and receive the life-giving word every Sunday at 6 p.m. Central African Time. You can also catch us every week from Wednesday to Friday at 4 p.m. In over 200 countries with over 70,000 viewers per minute, we are taking territories and reaching out to the nations. Wherever you are, we'd love you to be part of it. SOTV, global stream casting for kingdom advancement. Thank you for joining us on Taking Territories with Eric Papatal. If you are in the Johannesburg area, Join us for worship at Every Nation Church Midrand. For more information on our ministry, please visit everynationmidrand.org. SOTV, global streamcasting for kingdom advancement. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.